In today's Live Treasured podcast, the power of keeping your mouth and your lips kosher. Hey everybody, I'm Aline Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. I want to welcome you to the Live Treasured podcast. Hey, before we begin in today's uh, podcast, I want to invite you, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, to take about five minutes after we're finished and go to iTunes and give our podcast a rating. This is tremendously helpful to us as a ministry and does not cost you a dime. It helps us to expand our reach to more women. And so I have a favor to ask. If you would be willing to do that, that would mean the world to me. And I'll just thank you in advance. Now on to today's topic. I'm going to be talking about how to keep your mouth kosher. And I'm going to be doing this with the author of Sitting at the Feet of Rabbi Jesus. Lois Tverberg is one of my favorite Christian authors. She has really taken my study of God's Word to a new level by bringing depth to my study through understanding the context of the Scriptures by learning about the Jewish heritage and the context from which it is taught. And I was recording a podcast with her, and it was so um, ironic. God was completely in this because at the end of our podcast, we did a podcast on the Passover. We did a podcast on, um, on Bible study and discipleship. And I closed by saying, is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? And Lois paused for a moment. And then she began to equate um, my uh, exercise, my physical exercise, which I had told her in the podcast that I do is Pilates. That's my favorite thing to do, to a different kind of exercise, to building mouth muscles, really for God's glory. And she talked about this concept of a kosher mouth. Now, she writes about the kosher mouth inside of her resources, and she was kind enough to share what that meant inside of the podcast. And she explained that she actually um, uh, was challenging uh, her readers, and she challenged me to go on a fast from speaking ill about people, from gossiping, I mean, from really paying attention to the words that came out of your mouth. And she called it a kosher mouth. Well, when she began to speak about that, it nearly stopped me dead in my tracks. Because as we were shooting the podcast, uh, the season of Passover was coming up. And during Passover, one of the things that the Lord commands is that you get rid of all the leaven. And when I was reading that inside of the Bible in this particular time, I was like, Lord, is there a sin that you want me to let go of, like fast from? Like, is there something that just has got to go? And as soon as Lois began to talk about the kosher mouth, you know that knowing that you get when the Holy Spirit is nudging you lovingly? 
like with a big hug that says, okay, Aline, you got this. I began to really understand that this is something that God wanted me to do. And to fast from those things that come out of my mouth that are not only damaging to my soul, but are damaging to others. You know, the idea of kosher is something that is consecrated. And have you ever thought about the seriousness of a consecrated mouth? I wonder how this is going to affect the way that I speak to people. Now, we had this great conversation, and I cannot wait to share our time with you. But I also want to challenge you to do what I'm doing, and that's to take a fast, a serious fast of what you say and how you say to people. And really, you know, no more gossip, no more pulling other people down. Because the reality is, is that the words that we say matter. They matter what we say to people and also on the receiving end, the words that you hear. So I want to invite you to enjoy this convicting, beautiful, awesome conversation that I had with Lois. And it's so good that I wanted to share it with you today. In my Walking in the Dust book, I have a chapter called How to Have a Kosher Mouth, How to, how Not to Use Your Tongue, <laughs> and uh-huh. What Things Not to Say, Things That Are Unkind. They're, and they, this has been, this is a Jewish conversation. How is this going? Uh-huh. Uh, things not, how to be consistently kind and fair to other people and not Mm -hmm. say gossip and Mm -hmm. unkind things Mm -hmm. to other whatever. Um, This has been a big deal among Jews and among the, and you hear Jesus talking about the things that come out of your lips are, are, it's not what you put into your mouth, the kosher food you eat. Mm -hmm. It's the good things that come out Mm. that speak to your heart that show your heart and so you're wondering how does pilates fit and i Mm -hmm. tell about at the end i tell about this friend of mine who might have actually been me but (laughs) (laughs) went on a um gossiping fast for and tried like stop talking like stop, stop, stop mm-hmm. doing that for, and it was, um, and it was like this workout plan. And I joke about is, you know, we talk about you, you want your abs, the Pilates yeah. people, you yeah. want your abs. Well, you know, but, but James talks about, it's not your, the, the muscle yeah. that controls your life is this muscle, right wow. here. Your you mouth. Have, you your, the it, muscle of your mouth. You Ooh, your, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you got to move your Pilates workouts up a, a couple feet mm-hmm. until they hit your mouth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's so, the muscle that controls your life. <laughs> okay. That's that's the muscle of your life. I I love that. Um, and I uh, 
I have to say that is that's very paramount, and I love how you say, you know, keep keeping your mouth kosher. Um, yeah. And and here again with that, we see the the knowledge of our Lord and how we are built and and mm-hmm. made. Because even though we can't see emotional wounds in our life, so a lot of yeah. times I think we don't really validate them when, when they happen to us. But words, words carry a great, great mm-hmm. impact. And yeah. you think about uh, in in the book of Daniel how the Babylonians, you know, treated the temple objects and treated the temple, and how the Lord mm-hmm. was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. And today we're the temple. Yeah. And so how how am I treating other people with my words? Okay. Yeah. And with that, I love how you said you went on a fast. How long did you go? Um, or oh, I mean your friend. I mean your friend. Right? Well, friend of mine. Yeah. So how what I <laughs> how long did you go on a fast for? Well, I would say I wish that I was still fasting as well as I was, but I remember it was. I'm telling you things I haven't told other friends uh, is. It was back in, you know, I took, I was a nerd. I went to graduate school, mm-hmm. I biology. I worked in a laboratory and I did and research. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, that, you know, when y- y- you are talking to your friends and you're complaining about your mm-hmm. uh, boss, who's your professor, who you work for, and you're telling him the story about how he messed up his presentation. He thinks this, and he's wrong, and I know mm-hmm. so much better than him. And I'm putting him in a bad light chronically. Mm-hmm. And so the other students are like, well, I'm so glad I don't have him. Mm-hmm. You have such a loser professor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stop that. Mm-hmm. Not allowed, not allowed, not allowed. Mm-hmm. You can't, don't say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Don't repeat another unflattering story about him. And that was like, meh. And don't repeat things. Don't tell stories that are generally, and that's, um, <laughs> I'm giving you a little preview of, it's in my book, Walking in the Dust, is um, they talk about, it's called Lashan. Your tongue is Lashan. Mm-hmm. And when you speak unkindly, Lashan Hara, that means the evil tongue. Mm. To speak unkind, to speak, even, and then you say, what do you mean slandering? If I tell lies about them, that's bad. But what if I, if it's true, is it okay? Can I tell it? And they say, well, do you like it when other people do it about you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, does it, and you say, no, well, don't do it to other people. And so much of the chapter is devoted to various really brilliant wisdom about what to say kindly and what not to say. And there are categories of things you shouldn't say about other people, even though it's true, mm-hmm. you still shouldn't say it about, don't, don't tell about other people's weaknesses to people who all it's going to do is just reinforce to them their imperfections. And so that's a, and that, that um, um, it's very biblical. It's very um, practical. It will change your soul. And what I talk about mm-hmm. <clears throat> with this, you're talking about this. I, you asked me about how long did I fast? Mm-hmm. There are some things I don't do even to this day, mm-hmm. but 
<laughs> okay, not so much. Mm-hmm. But what happens is it's like your blood pressure starts dropping because if you haven't said, if you haven't repeated something you're not supposed to, if you have not been saying mean and harsh things, mm-hmm. maybe they ran through your mind, but you just haven't been saying them, you start approaching people more relaxed and openly because you know they haven't heard something from someone else. Right. That because Lois always complains about if you stop doing that, all of a sudden it's you don't have to worry about the email that you wrote that was mean spirited mm-hmm. or your um your harsh assessment going around the corner and somebody heard that mm-hmm. you think this about them because you have not been sharing. And so it was like, I said, it was like a tone up and workout plan, a Pilates for, and I could look at myself in the mirror and say, not perfectly, but it's like, um, the woman I'm looking at is not a, an evil cat who's going to shred somebody in her little sharp claws like I used. No, you, Lois. I mean, but I mean, the, you know, I looked in the mirror earlier and I said, I might tell somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. and now I can look at myself and say, I might be just as nerdy looking as my glasses are as thick as Mm -hmm. before, but Jesus and I see a person who is shaping, you know, with Pilates of the tongue. I guess that's yeah. how he Yeah, shaped. Pilates of the tongue. I love that. <laughs> I love that. What are some other things we can do to make our mouth kosher? Oh, golly. Well, I, um, they t- <laughs> that's, <laughs> um, here, oh, golly. I have a whole, sure, I'll tell you. I'll give you a little preview. Um, okay. You never humiliate another person mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, and they even have a name for it, mm-hmm. it is to whiten a person's face because when a person is humiliated, their face goes white, mm-hmm. like they're dead mm-hmm. and it's like you've killed them. Mm-hmm. And so there are traditions of um, if you have a bunch of kids in your class, you don't you don't, you don't humiliate, you don't pick out one of them and, and you, why did you, blah, 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 blah. You never humiliate. And a husband should never humiliate his wife in front of yeah. other people. And a wife yeah. never humiliate her husband. And that's a mm-hmm. thing that people would tell you about marriage relationships. Mm-hmm. If you want to screw up a relationship fast, humiliate yeah, your yeah. husband in yeah. front of your friends. Yeah. yeah. That's a, and so, uh, like the traditionally, um, it's traditional to be buried in a pine box mm-hmm. and not a fancy elaborate mm-hmm. um, casket. Mm-hmm. Do not humiliate the poor mm-hmm. who don't have the money mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was one rabbi who said, you should not humiliate the poor. Mm-hmm. And so that, so that's something you do with your tongue, but mm-hmm. it's also something you do with your life. So that's a, so I actually list off several things of, um, they they make me laugh. You're not Lashon Hara is saying not just um, 
not false things. False things are slander. If you tell false lies about people, that's slandering. That's terrible. And that's its mm-hmm. own category of horrible. Mm-hmm. So that's its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sharing true things that are are unflattering about people is Lashon Hara. And then I get a kick out of the fact that they have a whole category of things that I laugh. It's called the dust, dust of Lashon Hara. And that is the category of um, if if you told me a story about so and so that was um, and how she forgot your birthday yet again, and you're like, and you're telling me, and I'm I'm sitting there and I and I'm laughing and my my eyebrow smirks. You know, when I get a sneer on my face mm-hmm. and I start smirking, my eyebrow is the sinning part. And mm. that's, it's the dust. It's like you're not quite there, but you're almost there, too. Mm-hmm. Almost. It's like, let's not do that either. But there's a whole, and you're probably saying, well, now we're just getting legalistic. But sometimes those things are like, or like um, when you pass on a email mm-hmm. that's unfair. Uh, it's maybe something somebody wrote that um, that shows what a bad speller they are. Or um, when you forward a picture of somebody and they're extra flabby mm-hmm. and that you did it and you know that the people who are going to read it are going to look down on that person because of it. Mm-hmm. Y- you didn't sin with your tongue, but you're kind of not being kind to people. And yeah. so that's kind of thing. No, I love that. I, you about. know what? I love that you bring that out because I think um I think sometimes with people there can be that undercurrent of of unacceptance that's present yeah. there. And it's yeah. not that they said anything in particular, but it's done in sort of a passive way. And mm-hmm what you're communicating is that it, it still matters. And I think too, you know, we, we shouldn't be doing that, but also understand if it's done to you Mm -hmm. to take account for that, that there's, that, that is, um, in fact, I, I did read something that said that the same place in our brain, like if, like if I were to punch somebody there, Mm -hmm. it would go off in their brain in this one area that's the same place where we would experience those wounds to the wounds to our soul. And so, so I think that you have to, you have to take account for that. And, and like you're saying, it's all there in God's word. Like, you know, the, the mouth is, is the muscle and it's not just, you know, the, the physical punch, but that, you know, that can also be a place. Um, and, and yeah. two, it doesn't mean that we don't confront people. Right. It's no. how, yeah. it's the right. how again, it's, it's exactly. how, how we do it. Yeah. Um, and right. you know, yeah. and just, just being gracious in, in our conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. Yeah. So here's, here's yeah. what's going down from this podcast, Lois, you've completely <laughs> challenged me and I know that the Lord wants me to fast, um, and be kosher with my tongue. <laughs> so I, I am going to order your book, but I'm, I'm just, um, you know, it's funny because 
we're, as I tape this, we're getting ready to walk into the week where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And so that brings in it to the Passover celebration, but also uh, the feast, uh, also with Passover, getting rid of the, the unleavened bread mm-hmm. and Which getting rid of Asin. Yeah. And so yeah. God has yeah, used seven you. Seven days. There you go. God has used <laughs> you. But I think, yeah, I think that, you know, um, the, uh, that anyway, I'll, I, and I'll have to pray. I'm sure the Lord wants me to do it for more than seven days, but really watching, <laughs> sure. Um, my tongue. Okay. There you, you give me, I'll give you, I don't know. Um, that's, I, I, I totally understand. Yes. Yeah. May the Lord bless you in this endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, remember me in your prayers, Lois, but I love that. And so the chapter on uh, making your mouth kosher, that's yeah. that's in your book, Walking yeah. in the Feet. In the next one. In- and I think I, I might have, I'm not sure if it's in another different book, but I'll tell you another story just to tell you how tough it can be. Mm. But it tells you a little different Jewish attitudes is, um, believe it or not, at some Orthodox schools, at least there was a story in the New York Times about at one Orthodox Jewish school, there is a tradition that on the PA system, uh, one of the, I don't know, a, mm-hmm. a student every day, often it's a girl, but uh, stands up and announces for the next hour, you must not say Lashon Hara. So for one hour a day, they do not speak Lashon Hara, mm. which is, it's laughable because it's like, so when the hour's over, I'm going to, you know, tell all my little catty things mm-hmm. about my friends. But it does tell you is that it's like, I want to do what the Lord wants me yeah. to do. And yeah. If I can't do it all the time, I can do it for one hour. Yeah. And, and setting, but, but in that, in that determination to fast for seven days or, or whatever the time is an hour, yeah. what happens is you experience the blessing from that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then that creates, that motivates further obedience. Like you're talking yeah. about how, um, mm-hmm. that the kosher mouth for you was, was good for your soul. So yeah. then mm-hmm. you, it gave you an opportunity to experience that. And then it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I want this. I don't, I don't True. want to do, no, to do the other. You change, you yeah. change over time. Yeah. And yeah. the point where you don't, you start wincing when you hear other people saying it, it uh-huh. bothers you more and more and more. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they say, they say that creating new habits is all about the little the little changes that, that you make. And so, so I love that. I, I, I went on a clothing fast for a year and Lois, I mean, if you know me and my closet, that was like a big thing. Um, but the, the benefit from that now is that I don't have to buy anything. I like, I, you know what I mean? I walk into a store and I'm like, you know, I, I have, it, yeah. it's, it doesn't master me anymore. No. The Lord, yeah. you know, that, and I think that's what a fasting yeah. does is it, yeah, it yeah. sort of clips that desire and it gives us the, the blessing of being obedient, That's right. which creates that's that right. ripple effect in your life. Okay. Yeah. So for you all listening, 
that yeah. want to make your mouth kosher. I love that. And it's actually challenging me now <laughs> to look in the Bible more about what what makes the mouth kosher and you know, and how to put that into practice. So, so, yeah, but, uh, so, so this, so the book walking at the feet of Rabbi Jesus, has that been published yet or is that, it's coming out? Okay. 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 Sorry. I'm not trying to, but the Lord has kind of pointed it. It's walking in the dust. This this one came out in 2009. Okay. At the feet of Rabbi Jesus. Mm -hmm. The next, this one, which is the one that we keep Mm -hmm. talking about is, is walking in the dust of Rabbi Jesus. Jesus. Okay, yeah. love that it. I'm sorry, well. I said I said the wrong title. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But we we will put both of those yeah. books in in the podcast description. And Lois, thank you so much again for for your time. I I really appreciate everything. Um, and I know I've already been blessed. And challenged, which is good. And so, and I know that our audience will be too. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. You have blessed me a lot too. You know, if many years, you think that once you write something in a book, it's in, you know, great ingrained into your soul. No, you have to review it. Remember, remember it over yeah. again. And so by speaking to you as my uh, uh, Haver, a friend in study, it actually ingrains it again, or it helps me repeat it. So thank you for how you've blessed me by oh. my own stuff I've written about. Oh, well, that is just such a gift for me to hear because I, I just, I love your work and I love what you do. Um, and listening today, if you would like to continue the journey and learn more, I highly recommend Lois's books uh, and her website. And all of those links will be in the podcast description. Here's to your journey and your kosher mouth. May we all make the world a better place by following the Lord's instructions for they are the ones that lead to life. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear from you if God convicted you to to begin this challenge of having a kosher mouth. Imagine what a better place this world would be if we all were kind and gentle in the words that we spoke to others and about ourselves. And I want to just close with that too, because when you're talking about a kosher mouth, some things that women will do to themselves over and over again is they will, um, they will pull themselves down. And so remember that inside of the concept of the kosher mouth, that you're not only fasting from negative words that you're saying about others, but also about yourself. And when you begin to see those self-deprecating words about yourself as sin, it kind of changes the perspective. And when the enemy knocks at your door, inviting you to shame yourself and talk negatively about yourself, you can just tell him that God has given you a new way to live, to speak about yourself and to speak about others. Our tongue has the power to bring life or death. Choose wisely with the words that you say by setting your mouth apart to be an instrument for God's glory. Have a great week.
And again, I want to remind you, I would love it if you would please go to iTunes and give us a rating. It helps to grow our podcast and reach more women. Thanks again, everybody. Bye-bye.